I'm going to call the meeting to order. Please take your seats. The clerk will call the roll. Miles. Here. Miles here. Nelson. Here. Nelson here. O'Loughlin. Here. O'Loughlin here. Pan. Here. Pan here. Pirtle. Pirtle here. Richmond. Here. Richmond absent. Rip. Rip here. Rit. Here. Rit here. Rusk. Here. Rusk here. Saloff. Here. Saloff here. Shower. Shower absent. Schmidt. Here. Schmidt here. Solberg. Here. Solberg here. Stubbs. Stubbs absent. Veldrin. Veldrin absent. Wegleitner. Blake Leitner here, Willett. Here. Willett here, Zweifel. Here. Zweifel here, Baird. Here. Baird here, Bollig. Here. Bollig here, Chenoweth. Here. Chenoweth here, Clausius. Clausius here, De Felice. De Felice here, Downing. Here. Downing here, Die. Die here, Erickson. Here. Erickson here, Farrell. Here. Farrell here, Gillis. Here. Gillis here, Hendrick. Here. Hendrick here, Kiefer. Here. Kiefer here, Kolar. Kolar absent. Krause. Krause absent. Levin. Here. Levin here. Matano. Here. Matano here. McCarble. Here. McCarble here. Corrigan. Here. Corrigan here. Richmond and, and uh, Veldrin. 32. 32 members are present. We have a quorum. Um, Supervisor Stubbs notified us that she would be absent this evening. This evening for our prayer, inspirational message will be led by Supervisor Miles. Thank you, Madam Chair. So shortly before the Pope's visit to the States, I heard an interview on NPR's Fresh Air. In it, Terry Gross interviewed a gentleman named Paul Vallely. He's a journalist with the British newspaper The Independent, and he's also written a couple books about the Catholic Church. In the interview, in talking about the Pope's vision for the Church, he explained that the Pope, before he was Pope, had spoken to the Cardinals about about how he believed the church needed, needs to change. And in so doing, he invoked an image of the moon using a Latin phrase, Mysterium Lunae. Mysterium Lunae, Valerie explained, is this idea that the moon has no light. It simply reflects the light of the sun. And similarly, the church has no light. It simply reflects the light of Christ. So before I continue, I want to make clear, I'm not making a comparison here of of us or any, uh, anyone here to, to the church or the Pope, it was this idea, this metaphor of Mysterium Lunae that caught my interest and got me wondering, <coughs> uh, at least for myself, but, but for all of us, what is, is that what we are? Simply a reflection of our constituents. My answer for myself is no. I think it's important an important part of my job to reflect and represent the interests of those I serve. But I also think it's an important part of my job as a supervisor to take in information, to learn, and to use that information to aspire for something better, to make Dane, Dane County a better place to live. So with us being in full cycle of the budget, I thought that this would be a good time for me to share that reflection so that all my colleagues can take some time to think for themselves how they aspire, what their aspirations are for the county. With that, let's say the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
Next on the agenda is the consideration of the recommendation for County Board Supervisor um, for District 28. Um, the recommendation of the chair, the appointment by the chair is Nicole Jones, and we would need a motion on that. I see Supervisor Downing moving. Is there a second? Supervisor Bollig seconds. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it. And Nicole Jones is, um, has been confirmed to be sworn in as our newest county board supervisor. Okay, well, I, what I'd have you do, uh, Nikki, is raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Nicole Jones. I, Nicole Jones. Having been appointed to the Office of County Supervisor, District 28. Having been appointed to the Office of County Supervisor, District 28. Swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States. Swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of Wisconsin. And the Constitution of the State of Wisconsin. And will faithfully discharge the duties of said office to the best of my ability. And will faithfully discharge the duties of Faith the said office to the best of my ability. Responsibility. Great. Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome to the board, Supervisor Jones. And it's nice to have the former Supervisor Weiss here for a visit this evening, too. Next on our agenda is Resolution 276, proclaiming the second Monday of October as Indigenous Peoples Day. Supervisor Pan will read the resolution. Um. Whereas Indigenous Peoples Day commemorates 500 years of survival and renewal of Native cultures in the face of political and cultural re repression, Indigenous cultures once flourished in Dane County and established sustainable cultures based on cooperation amongst neighbors and respect for the land and for all uh, living creatures. Indigenous cultures were disrupted in Dane County, yet with great resilience they have survived. Whereas UW-Madison is the most archaeologically rich campus in the nation because it is built on Indigenous sacred ground, Camp Randall held troops that participated in the attempts to drive American Indians west of the Mississippi, the oldest trees in Dane County, including the Burr Oaks on top of Observatory Hill, a hill which uh, held five effigy burial grounds, two of which are visible today. In the tree's lifespan, the population in this area transformed from a 100% indigenous society to a society with 1% Native American population. Whereas the Indigenous Peoples Day awareness celebrations have brought greater understanding to the people of Dane County regarding Native nations and cultures and enormous contributions they've made and continue to make in world culture and to Dane County. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Dane County Board of Supervisors does hereby I affirm and proclaim that the second Monday of October will be Indigenous Peoples Day and be a further result that the Dane County Board of Supervisors does hereby 
offer its thanks and gratitude to the native people of this hemisphere on behalf of all of Dane County in recognition of their care for this land and honors of their cultures and ways of being and urges all members of Dane County's communities to observe the second Monday in October as Indigenous Peoples Day. Moved by Supervisor Pan, seconded by Supervisor Wegleitner. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and the resolution is adopted. Um, so just to speak, I uh, wanted to introduce uh, um, Ryan Greendeer with the uh, Ho-Chunk Nation, uh, Paula Mohan, and Aaron Birdbear with the UW-Madison School of Education. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you all uh, tonight for having us here. Uh, the Ho-Chunk Nation is glad to share this moment with you guys um, and several more. Um, We are in this community and every community that, that is around Madison and Dane County and many more around Wisconsin. So we really do appreciate the effort um, that you're bringing forward today for Indigenous Peoples Day. Thank you. Okay. Um. I am not Native. I'm a non-Native ally, but I'm a political scientist. My research area is state tribal relations and treaty rights. Um, I strongly support this resolution because it represents moving away from the ethos of settler colonialism, which, and a symbolic celebration of Euro-imperialism, which is what Columbus Day represents um, to Indigenous people. Um, it also means we're moving to a more complex understanding of what coexistence of many culture means and an honoring of the first people who lived, uh, an honoring of the survival and the resilience of the first people who lived in this land for at least 10,000 years, uh, predating any European settlement and certainly predating the U.S. nation and the state of Wisconsin. Uh, moreover, as citizens of Dane County, and I live in Dane County, I live in Madison, um, it's important as we look to the future to look at what we can learn from indigenous people and indigenous culture. Uh, currently, we're struggling to restore our lakes and to protect our environment, and so we can learn from the sustainable practices of indigenous people and their cultural teachings. As we also further struggle to resolve economic inequalities and cultural conflicts, we can learn much from the respectful negotiation of differences and the consensus building that is central to indigenous protocols. Uh, I appreciate very much, and I'm very pleased as a member of Dane County that the Dane County Board has passed this resolution. Thank you. Thank you very much. Poso, Amin. Sigoli, aho. Some of the many ways humans have greeted each other in the Western Great Lakes for time immemorial. Um, I'm really excited uh, for this particular resolution going forward because it represents an incredible opportunity for learning for our youth. Um, for the last five years as a member of the School of Education, I've been asked to be the host of the convocation for all the new first-year students at our university. So the 5,000 to 6,000 first-year students gather together in the Cole Center, and we share them the message of the deep human story of this particular place. So where Picnic Point on Lake Mendota adjoins to the mainland, uh, we call it Archaeological Site DA413, um, which situates that the human story begins on our particular campus in this particular spot 12,000 years ago. And in fact, we have eight locations around what was formerly what we call now Lake Yahara, 
when all four lakes were part of one massive lake, as the glaciation of the last period was receding, and the amount of water was being pushed onto the earth by that ice age period. And so what we now know as Lake Mendota and Monona and Kaganza and Wabisa uh, were once forming one massive lake when these humans first moved into this region and began living here. And so why we find this so important in our community and the campus is that we realize to accomplish some of the learning goals we have for our newest community members, we need to extend our narrative to the full 12,000 years of human occupation of our particular place. And that if we just tell students about 1848 forward, we're only telling them the last 1.4% of the human story of this particular place, and that we're neglecting 98.6% of the human story that defines uh, what we now call the Four Lakes. So I'm so excited the, the learning that's represented in Indigenous Peoples Day as we start questioning and pulling back the many layers of human society that exist here. And so we as a campus community have begun developing some of our newest facilities in collaboration with the Ho-Chunk Nation. So what the shared future we can see on our particular campus is Dejope Residence Hall that's been named by the Ho-Chunk Nation. And it shows that what kind of cultural learning can we do together. And that's in a really exciting type of learning that's happening now that we're this interconnected global society where classrooms communicate to each other via uh, you know, the Internet and other kind of digital ways. And how do we share the deep human story of our place if we're connecting to classrooms across the world and they similarly have a deep human story to tell? So I'm famous for a landscape tour where we kind of pull back the layers of human story uh, on our particular campus at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And uh, I took a bunch of French faculty on that tour, and they were really excited to hear some of the, the complexities of the different societies that are here, because if we remind ourselves, the French were in the Western Great Lakes for about 180 years before the Americans arrived after the War of 1812. And we can kind of see that in our mispronunciation of Prairie du Chien, uh, Lac de Flambeau, Le Coup de Ray, um, all the incredible place names that remind us of the French's occupation of the Western Great Lakes prior to the Americans. So I gave this wonderful tour to the, to the faculty, and they said, Aaron, we got a joke. And I'll leave you with this joke. Um, they say, what's the difference between uh, the United States and a cup of yogurt? If you leave the yogurt alone for a long period of time, it will grow a culture. And, and the French are just teasing us about how new we are as a society, how really new this particular project is that includes people from all over the world and whose stories we share and how we share them is really important. And so they were teasing us a little bit. When I tell that joke, I remind our students, remember when uh, the British burned our capital to the ground in 1812? Remember when they burned the White House to the ground? And who helped us get out of that jam? That's right, that was the French, right? So we have boulevards like Lafayette and other places. And so it's wonderful to think about the deep human story we have and, and what a new society um, the United States represents in this space and the exciting shared future we're creating together. And that's a really meaningful thing. So thank you so much for your vote tonight. Thank you very much. Next on our agenda is announcements. Does anyone have an announcement this evening? No announcements? Well, I do have announcements, but I was going to give others an opportunity. <laughs> I think, wait, Supervisor Pan has an announcement. I'm really just hogging the mic today. Um, so I'm introducing uh, three resolutions, which are circulating as we speak. Um, and so one resolution uh, is on 
uh, not only after this honorary resolution, the, uh, another resolution on Indigenous Peoples Day urging uh, various other county departments to uh, follow suit and to recognize Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, not just to recognize this past Monday's Indigenous Peoples Day, but all second Mondays um, of October in the future. Um, so there's a resolution on that. There's a second resolution on, um, on urging the federal government to accept more Syrian refugees. Uh, if folks aren't aware, there are over 9 million refugees from the uh, civil war in Syria, um, and the United States has so far accepted about 1,500, and uh, President Obama has promised to accept about 10,000 more. Um, and so, um, you know, just to the media coverage of it uh, has been very interesting, and I think to demonstrate our uh, willingness to accept uh, people from all over and accept all sorts of cultures, I, I wanted to uh, write a resolution urging the federal government to accept more. Uh, and then the final resolution is urging UW-Madison to bring uh, their uh, student IDs into in line to be eligible to be voter IDs. Uh, currently, UW-Madison student IDs are not eligible to be voter ID when voter ID takes into effect. And so the process for a student to register to vote and to be able to vote uh, in the current system would uh, likely not only discourage students from voting, but if they do try to vote, will take a very long time, could uh, increase lines uh, at polls and uh, reduce student access to voting. So uh, something that's very important to me is ensuring that my constituents can vote. Uh, this is a process that other universities, such as UW-Superior and UW-Green Bay, have already taken. So uh, I don't like to see my own school uh, get beaten by the other UW schools, so I'd like our school to do the same same thing. So uh, please uh, sign those uh, if, you, if you would like when they uh, pass your desk. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Pan. I have two announcements. First, the important chili cook-off winner announcement. Um, the winner is the three meat chili was the winner. And would the maker of that chili identify himself or herself? Supervisor Levin. Congratulations. And I should say those the pots of chili remain um, out there um, for available if anybody would like to have some chili um, through them throughout the meeting. It's available. So feel free to step out and get some. The other announcement is to remind you um, that next week we have our public hearing on the budget recommendation that we're considering. So that's next week on the 21st, Wednesday at 7 p.m. So we'll see you all here um, then. Next on the agenda is approval of payments. Is there a motion on the bills over $10,000 referred to the county board? Moved by Farrell, seconded by Matano. Is there discussion on those bills? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the bills are approved. On approval of the county board minutes, the minutes of the October 1 county board meeting, is there a motion? Moved by Chenoweth, seconded by Bollig, is there a discussion on the minutes? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the minutes are adopted. On the consent calendar, is there, are there any requests for separation on items F1 to F8? And I have um, slips on F4 and F5, so I will separate those. Are there any other requests? Supervisor Regleitner requests three. Any other requests? So on items for the consent calendar, on items F1 and 2 and F6 and 7 and 8, the, um, what's before us is the rec committee recommendation. Is there discussion on items F1, F2, F6, F7, and F8? 
Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and those items are adopted. Next, item F3, authorizing the submission of substantial amendment to the 2015 Urban Action Plan to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. What's before us is the committee recommendation to approve. Um, is there discussion? Supervisor Wagleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. I have um, some questions for staff. I think did Donna here. Donna, do you want to come up here and? Oh. Last year when we were approving these plans, um, I expressed my concerns that we have, um, that, that maybe we're not matching um, our CDBG and home funding with the most pressing needs, which I believe to be um, rental housing for low income, very low income, and extremely low income um, Dane County residents. And I want to um, ask you what effort was made to increase the amount of rental, affordable rental housing um, that would be supported by the, these funds? Can you tell me what, what I mean, what it, it looks, to, it's hard for me to tell if any of these are supporting rental housing units. Okay. Um, remember that when we ask for RFPs for giving away any of this money, we must respond and um, deal with the applications that we get. Mm -hmm. And we did try to, to respond, first of all, to a number of new people. We wanted to reach out and do a little bit more outreach so that we could see if we could substantially increase the different kinds of, of um, applications that we would receive. Um, we have put everything that we could into every one of the housing projects per se. Every one of them was fully funded. And the projects that we were able to fund well, and to, to look at, the housing projects themselves, we have two that are in mortgage reduction plans. We have one that's a new rental construction, a Bryan Street construction plan. And we also have two uh, minor and major home rehabs so that people can, of low income can stay in their homes. And we funded those as fully as we could. The, the resolution that you have in front of you in number three allows us to take money that was previously unused in the 2015 year and apply it to the 2016 award so that we could fund everything that every applicant asked in that subject area. So, so this resolution is a change from a prior plan we've already exactly adopted. So. Right. Remember, we have a five-year plan that we submit to the government, and then each year has its own individual action plan and amount of money that can be distributed. If the money is not distributed or not used, then we have to change, make an amendment to the prior plan to be able to use it in a subsequent year. 
fortunately or unfortunately, and I thought unfortunately, part of the reason why we had money, CDBG did set aside $125,000 last year to use for a homeless shelter. turned out that the town of Madison site was not acceptable, and so that $125,000 was available to be redistributed this year in 2016. So in this amendment, the funds are going for home ownership? The money we're asking in this particular amendment are going for business development services, but a Habitat for Humanity home building program, minor home repair, and a major home rehab. And those will all be the low and moderate income folks. But no rental housing, right? Um, at this point, there is not one there among, in this, um, in this amendment, there is not one there that is specifically to rental housing. Can you describe the um, business development services a little bit, please? I can if you'll give me a minute to pull the... I just want to make sure I pulled the correct situations for Hispanic Chamber. And this was... Yep, that's right. Um, as much information as I have, have with me here is that this will be to assist businesses, new businesses, in coming to Dane County and looking for employment opportunities, helping entrepreneurs to begin businesses in Dane County. And I just have a, a small thumbnail sketch of the, of the program with me. Okay, thanks. And while you're up here, if it's okay and it relates to the other and 220, why don't we? I, I can wait for F5 if you want me to. Actually, I was going to ask the two um, individuals who have signed in. I, I realize that it's on this one and then 228 that are you'd actually written 227 on there, but um, it's on these two. So if there's no objection, we'll you can ask questions on the other two, and we could do it all at once, and then we'll vote on them separately. But since Don is already up here, if you want to ask questions. Sure. Okay. So. Um, it, Regarding the 2016 plan, or the, I'm sorry, I'm looking at F5, right? Um, yeah, the 2016 plan. Um, did we change, or I know Supervisor Stubbs maybe asked a similar question at Executive Committee, but I'm not clear on the answer. Um, do we expand our outreach in any ways to try to reach new, you know, potential applicants, um, housing providers, or other um, community development type organizations? Indeed. Since we have, um, we've changed our policy considerably in that because now when we issue an RFP, we actually use the publications that are done through our regular purchasing department so that the publishing is there. But we instructed that we on the commission instructed the staff to go much farther, and that is to make personal and email outreach to every one of the local municipalities that are in the consortium to talk to their planning and development directors, to talk to their chief executives and email their chief executives and their planning directors, as well as individuals in, in organizations that we were hopeful would take a look at us and see if our funding would match their funding cycles and would give us an opportunity. I do have a list 
I didn't bring one for everyone, but I do have a list of all the e-mail contacts. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. But we tried very hard to do that, and this year we were very fortunate. We were feeling rewarded, as it may be, that we had many more applications than we could actually fund, which is a happy and a sad thing altogether. But we did have some brand-new people have never come to us before. We also had more people come to us. We now do a separate training for how to complete an RFP for us. And we used to use a composite training, and now we have a separate training where we talk to all new applicants or anyone who chooses to attend about, okay, here's how you fill out one of our RFPs. Here's what would be good for you to do. Here's what we mean by leverage. This is what we'd like to see in your app. And that was very well attended as well. Great. I'm really glad to hear that. So in some of these applications that were not funded, were there any additional requests for rental housing development or support? Let me just take a minute to review the list. They were funded. They were funded. No, because you're looking at the public service list for things that were not funded. Okay, there are two segments in this. The first was in the economic development, and we were able to fund the entire million two there in terms of what was asked because we had enough money in the CDBG home funds to do that. In the public service segment, we are only allowed to spend a certain proportion of our money, and we had $666,742 worth of ask, and we had $164,853 worth of money. So it was axiomatic that we could not fund every person there or fund every organization there. But there is no homeless or rental housing initiative in the public service that I can identify. Okay, I was actually looking at the 2016 recommendations, which that's what I'm looking at as well. Res 228? Yep, that's what I'm looking at. Okay, because I see a number of housing and home ownership projects. I see mortgage reduction at $240,000 and a rental project, the Bryan Street that you previously referenced. Yes, now if you're looking at Res 228, remember that 228 encompasses both the CDBG home money and those public service projects. Yeah, so I mean I'm mostly concerned with the public, the CDBG and home, and we've talked about this before, but I was just trying to gather whether we were missing out on any potential new rental housing development, and I expect, and I see Supervisor Rip shaking his head. I tried real hard. But I'm also wondering if you think if we were able to align our affordable housing development fund funding cycle and application process with the CDBG and home funding cycle, we might assist more developers in leveraging this funding and matching this, you know, putting together projects that align more different multi-layers of financing? It is one of our hopes that that alignment could bring better leveraging. We're always anxious because we know we don't have enough money to do this entire thing by ourselves, and we're always interested that players bring money from different pots to the table. 
we know that one of the things that hampers our ability to award CDBG and home money is that we work on a giving cycle. It is very different from many of the other cycles. And so people aren't ready. They don't have their dollars committed from another program they could bring to us, and we could be the lender of the final piece. And we're very aware that that doesn't happen because of our lending cycle, our okay. funding cycle. Yeah. We are stuck, if you will, with the HUD funding cycle. And, of course, we're very concerned this year because the home funding in the federal budget this year is slated for a 95% cut which would mean that we would get just about a million dollars in home funding for all of Wisconsin. And our share of that is very limited. So, yes, we are absolutely hoping that if we can align the funding cycles as much as possible within what the federal government allows us and leverage up some money against it, that we can use the money to put together a bigger project or projects. We would very much like that as a commission. One more question. Um, I am glad to see a tenant-based rental assistance line in here, um, something we talked about um, that home could be used for, and we don't have a lot of that rental assistance around. What is the plan for that have in terms of when is someone going to come forward <laughs> and apply oh, for it, or I don't are we going to request that soon? And we have money that's available and we will always request different RFPs and we have RFPs that we have to put into cycle. So yes, as soon as we can put an RFP together, we can request it and again, we live and die with who comes to respond to the requests. Sometimes we can't give all the money we need and so people don't come to us because we would only be a small portion of what they need. Sometimes our funding cycles are not compatible, but we will be very anxious to see whoever comes when we put the RFPs out. Great, thank you. Um, I'm not sure if I'm on your distribution list, but I'd be happy to try to Maybe? Yes, circulate okay. that when it comes. So she thank you. Time. I appreciate your time. Sure, you bet. Thank you, Supervisor Wagleitner. Supervisor Rip. I, I chaired the subcommittee that had the pleasure of spending two Saturdays listening to all the applicants and then public hearings after that. Um, and I have asked staff next year to please separate these, uh, public service and what I consider more the bricks and mortar and, you know, keeping people in their homes, whatever, um, are so different. Every application we got for small repairs, um, Five, six thousand dollars that maybe will keep someone in their home, elderly, where, you know, grab bars in there, uh, a wheelchair ramp out front, that sort of thing we could fund. Unfortunately, public service, we just couldn't. The master next year, please put the public service separate so people don't look and say, this one up here really isn't as worthy because the pots of money are not interchangeable. Um, and it was very, very difficult this year because we have a lot of programs that I really would love to have funded more. You know, near and dear to my heart is the youth homeless shelter, and we could only give 50000 because when you start out with 164, you don't, you can't be given $100,000 grants. It doesn't work. So there's a lot of work went into it on public service. 
it was they were all ranked individually and then they put them together and did the best you can because there frankly is enough money. Also something to realize is that they don't just get the money when we pass this now. We don't even know for sure how much money we're getting yet from the Fed. We won't get that money for quite a while yet, so we go and do contracts, but it could be a while. So people who are building apartment buildings kind of like to have the money now. And unfortunately, HUD doesn't work that way. So that's a real problem. Thank you, Supervisor Rip. I'm also realizing that the, res the registrants were on this resolution. I assume what you had written, um, Mr. Rajo, you had written um, 227, but I believe you meant the 226 and 228 rather than, okay, so why don't you, you can come up and then Joanna can come up and speak. I, I don't know if you want to do it together or two yeah. separately. Is Thank you. Both. If you want to do it on, on both resolutions would be fine. That would be great. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Chair Corrigan, and uh, good evening, everyone. My name is Jose Araujo. I'm a senior regional director with the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. With me tonight is uh, Joanna Cervantes, our regional director here in our Madison office. We wanted to uh, be here today to uh, express our uh, sincere thank you to uh, many different people. Uh, and on behalf of Mr. Jorge Franco, the chairman, president, and CEO of the Hispanic Chamber, uh, we wanted to thank uh, the Dane County CDBG Commission. Uh, Mr. Rip, thank you for those Saturdays that we uh, I spent together uh, presenting our uh, presentations, the Executive Committee, the Personnel and Finance Committee, the County Board of Supervisors, and uh, County Executive uh, Mr. Parisi as well for taking the time to review the application. We know that the process is not an easy process, and we understand there's not enough money for everyone to go around. So we really appreciate the vote of confidence that you're giving us. And um, <clears throat> the two applications that we presented are two both of them have, uh, they're both anti-poverty uh, programs. So we're going to be, the first application is to uh, promote and to provide technical and business assistance to entrepreneurs and micro-enterprise uh, businesses, specifically targeting Hispanic and other minorities and the low and moderate income uh, uh, constituents in the county. Uh, our uh, application includes an allocation of revolving loan fund. Uh, it's a fund from the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. It's a private funding that we're bringing uh, in order to expand our activities here in the county. We uh, 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 administer the funds, and we are uh, the ones that underwrite the funds. And these funds will be provided to micro-enterprise uh, businesses in order to expand, create new jobs, and expand their businesses. Um, the second application that we presented is to provide workforce development training programs, again, anti-poverty. Uh, so we uh, recruit and train unemployed and underemployed individuals and case manage them in order to be able to gain full-time employment in high-paying jobs, specifically in the manufacturing industry. So again, we uh, appreciate your support. We look forward to expanding our uh, operations here in Dane County and look forward to collaborations with many different partners here uh, in the area as well. And we're uh, ready to answer some questions if there's any too. Thank you very much. Appreciate your testimony. Joanna, did you? Um, just to uh, 
go along with Mr. Rao has said, you know, thank you for allowing us to speak today. Uh, we are here to answer any questions that any of you guys may have. We definitely do appreciate your time and support in reviewing these applications. You know, one of our main objectives that we do plan on what, upon receiving these funds is leveraging them. So being able to partner with other um, other, other, other partners here and leverage that money and use that um, so that we can grow our services here. We know we know that there is a need here in Dane County and we'd love to offer an assistance along with collaborations of other community organizations that are here as well. So we thank you for the opportunity to present to you both of our CDG applications and we, um, we are very grateful for your support. Thank you very much. Yeah, there, is there further discussion on items F3 and F5, which are resolutions 226 and 228. Perhaps we could vote on those together since they were on the consent calendar. And also um, on resolution 227, which was inadvertently removed from the consent calendar because it was written on there. I thought it was one of the ones that someone wanted to speak to. So if we could, um, if there's no objection, we'll vote on F3, F4, and F5 together. What's before us is the committee recommendation. Is there further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and resolution 226, 227, and 228 are approved. Next on the calendar is motions from previous meetings. Motion to place 2015 OA64 on the county board agenda. Supervisor Hendrick. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I will briefly explain why I think I should withdraw this motion. Uh, there are four items that are related to each other that I think should all be in front of the Personal and Finance Committee. Uh, one is that last year the county executive proposed and we approved money to build a laundry within the jail, uh, what you might call a prison laundry. And uh, recently the Public Works and Transportation Committee approved a contract to start building that laundry. And now if you have read the budget for this year in the operating budget, uh, the savings in the budget are projected for canceling the private laundry contract that we currently have. So those savings are in the budget, which the Personal and Finance Committee uh, will be considering in the future weeks. So if that contract is uh, uh, canceled at mid-year, those jobs, which as you know are subject to living wage ordinance, will be transferred into the jail. And that brings us to this current ordinance amendment which proposes that living wage should be applied to those inmate workers. Uh, inmate workers currently in the jail, inmate workers that would be working in the laundry, and inmate workers that might in the future work on food service, new food service jobs. Uh, so these are all really interrelated, and for that reason, uh, Madam Chair, I would like to withdraw this motion. Okay. Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. Your motion is withdrawn. Next on the agenda is reports on zoning petitions H1 to H6. Are there any requests for separation on items H1 through H6? Um, seeing none, um, on items H1 through H6, what's before us is the committee recommendation. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the committee recommendations on H1 to H6 is approved. 
Next on um, item K, resolutions. Resolution 156 requiring um, recipients of county funded housing contracts to submit eviction reports. Which bef what's before us is the recommendation of the Health and Human Needs Committee. Supervisor Baird. Yeah, I'd like to move sub one as recommended by the Executive Committee and Personal Finance. Supervisor Baird moves sub one, um, seconded by Pirtle. Is there a discussion on sub one? Supervisor Dye. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I just wanted to briefly make sure that everyone on the board who may have received an email from our um, POS agency providers on this matter knows that sub one is the result of um, conversations and negotiations with those providers who are supportive of this um, amendment, and I would urge you to adopt it. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Dye. Supervisor Wegleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. Well, I want to thank Supervisor Dye for her work on this. Um, resolution we had multiple meetings and more meetings and um, several months passed um, and but we were able to get to a product that everyone was comfortable with and that will apply to all county funded housing providers and homeless services providers the county has a real interest in making sure that folks who are once homeless don't return to homelessness after um, getting into housing and stabilizing. We spend almost a million dollars every year on homeless shelters, and we're invested in efforts to greatly reduce homelessness and make sure that it is rare, brief, non-recurring. And um, I think this resolution goes um, a good step towards figuring out how our housing providers are doing when it comes to evictions, why folks are being evicted when they are, and, and then, um, but this I think is, is one piece of the data. One piece that we took out was that we wanted to get, um, you know, demographic information, the uh, race and family status, disability status, to figure out if, you know, certain populations were, um, you know, more adversely impacted by eviction than other populations. Uh, um, we decided that we will work through the Homeless Services Consortium Data Committee um, and the, the Homeless Management Information System that Wisconsin uses to get that information, um, which can be pulled from a report. There's some steps that need to um, take place in order for them to tweak the system to allow us to run these types of reports. So we do plan to continue to get better information, information that helps inform our efforts to analyze our decisions with an equity lens. Um, but I think this is a really good step and it will apply to all those um, county funded housing and homeless services providers. So please vote in support. Thank you, Supervisor Wagleitner. Further discussion on sub one to resolution 156? Seeing none, all those in favor of sub one say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and sub one is adopted. Resolution 156, as amended by sub one, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and resolution 156 is approved. On M, items requiring a two-thirds majority for passage. Resolution 225, amending the 2015 budget for a Nature Conservancy grant. Um, I'd like to have this recorded as having passed unanimously, um, so um, I'll allow discussion first, obviously, but um, I'd like to have that um, it be recorded as having passed unanimously if there's no objection. First of all, is there discussion? Supervisor Dave Felice. Thank you, Madam Chair. If you read the, uh, the matter before us, 
which I am on a tiny screen. <laughs> Forgot my uh, laptop. This grant is funded by an award from the Monsanto Company. Uh, I talked to Kevin Connors about this at length. He was very helpful. Uh, a lot of information, and there's a lot going on out there. It's really good stuff to uh, keep the water clean, uh, keep the um, particulates out of the water from the farm fields and whatnot. But, you know, and I'm not opposing this, but this Monsanto grant is not something the county sought. It's a group out there that has invested in taking care of this piece of property. So it was this group that went to Monsanto, apparently, and said, hey, we need some money to keep our water quality plan going, uh, to monitor rainfalls, monitor stream clarity. Now, to me, the first thing that comes to mind when I hear the word Monsanto is anything but environmental improvement. It'd be like putting British Petroleum in, part, in charge of water quality. So while I don't oppose this, I would just want to pass down the chain, if you will, of authority uh, to these groups for future sake. You know, if you're going to go after money, you might want to look carefully at who you're going to partner with. Because Monsanto, all the things they've done, I mean, it's just incredible what they've done. Just put the word Monsanto in a Google search field, and you will come up with reams and reams of wrongdoing. Alleged wrongdoing in some cases, but wrongdoing. And some of it's pretty down, down low, low down. Just lately in the New York Times, they're going out shopping for professors and economists and geologists to uh, write good things about what Monsanto is doing. And if that isn't a breach of our academic free system, I don't know what is. So, again, thank you to this group that went out and got a grant, spares the county from spending $30,000. But please, take a closer look at who you're doing business with. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor De Felice. Is there, are there further discussion on Resolution 225? If there's no objection, I'd like to have that recorded as having passed unanimously. Is there objection? Okay. Other than Supervisor De Felice. So it will be recorded as voting um, as um, all except Supervisor De Felice voting in favor. Under such other business as the county board is authorized to conduct by law, seeing none, I'll just make one comment to let everyone know that we raised $120 for the combined campaign this evening, and Supervisor Levin gets to choose which charity receives that, um, that $120. So thank you, everyone, for contributing. On the motion to adjourn, is there a motion moved by Miles, seconded by Erickson on his birthday? Um, all those in favor, say aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it. We adjourn. Oh, it isn't.